Hello, this is Beyond the Bell with WASTA, Wisconsin's hub for professional development for anyone working in out-of-school time programs and youth-serving organizations. It's our mission to help you provide the highest quality care to children and their families. If you wish you had an extra tool going into programming to help guide behaviors in a productive way, wish you knew more about how to provide the whole family with support, or you want to enhance your own well-being, then this is the home for you. We know what it's like to feel like you never have enough time or resources to meet everyone's needs, and we're here to support you through the challenges. Stay tuned as we explore new ideas and strategies that you can use right away. Rachel Sharon, Health Educator with Marshfield Clinic Health System Center for Community Health Advancement and Wisconsin Out-of-School Time Alliance. We're excited you're listening today to our conversation with a team from Mendota Elementary in Madison, Wisconsin. They're joining us today to talk to us about teamwork and how to build a resilient team when it's sometimes hard to take care of yourself. Today we have Shannon Lohorn Williams has been an after-school site director of Madison School and Community Recreation for three years, creating and implementing academics and fun activities for students at Mendota Elementary. Before being a site director, she was an assistant director of the after-school program, along with a behavior education assistant for over five years, providing behavior support and interventions for students when needed. Athena McNeil has been a special education assistant for Madison Metropolitan School District for three years, supporting students with disabilities, and she's also the assistant director for Madison School and Community Recreation at Mendota Elementary, and she's been there for the past three years. Turquesa Hayes has been working in education for six years. She's currently working at Mendota Elementary and she's a village builder. This is her first year working in Madison schools and community recreation as a program leader. She has a bachelor degree in social work and psychology, as well as a BA in criminal justice and corrections. She's now attending UW-Madison for her master's degree to become a special education teacher. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for being here. Hello. Glad to be here. So working at camp is a unique experience, and unlike most other jobs, the long hours and the environments we operate in with the variety of job duties can all be really challenging to be a part of. And having your own self-care plan for the season is really, really important so that you can sustain as a counselor. However, only taking the view of self-care as an individual objective or requirement, I think it does a disservice to everybody. So when a job is just inherently stressful, we can't expect individuals to find all the solutions. So in addition, it's often interpersonal dynamics on teams that are reported to either exacerbate burnout or add to stressors or help people out. So re-examining how we operate in teams can get us further in filling in kind of these gaps. So if we have honest conversations with one another, we clarify our roles and we support each other, then we can find better solutions for individuals and for teams. You ladies are part of a team that has a reputation for having a lot of successes working together. So before we dive into the specifics, I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about the structure of your team and give us a big picture of what it's like to be a member on your awesome team. Our team is structured of multiple education levels. High school students work here also. Previous students from years ago, they have come back to work with us. Many of us have a variety of different backgrounds, like she already stated. Some of us have just high school. Some of us have been doing this other behavioral work outside of here, so they came here. We have multiple different levels here, but We all collaborate together. Go ahead, Shannon. Go ahead. 
Okay, you can. I think it's, well, I was just going to say, it's interesting because even just in that first question, I just see a sense of community in what you're doing. Because so many times we hear concerns about hiring high schoolers. Like, do they have the experience they need or younger people kind of coming into these positions? But it wasn't that long ago where people learned and like communed in groups of all ages. Like there was high schoolers and kids and elders all together. So like already kind of building this sense of community and what you're trying to do there and including everyone that could be a part of it. And there's got to be some magic happening there when you're already recruiting people that were a part of the program to then be staff later on. I get frequent calls of former students wanting to come back and work here that graduated. So that's a good thing. I enjoy helping them out get their first jobs. It's, It's rewarding to see how they grow and learn and become teachers someday. So that's rewarding to me. Yeah, it comes full circle. And then you ladies also mentioned collaboration. Can you say a little bit more about how you collaborate in the day-to-day? Day-to-day, we check in in the beginning of our shift. I'm just checking in to see how we're feeling. We pick up on each other's stressors easy. We've been working together for over three years or more together. So we pick up on those signs when we need to step in and help out. At the end of the day, we debrief. How was today? You know, just checking in. What can we change? So we do this on a daily basis. That's very helpful to be able to support each other when we're struggling. Yeah. Yeah. You're, it's like you're bookending the day with those check-ins so that there's yes. always an opportunity to see what's going on. And that's how you really get to know somebody too. Like in three years of those check-ins really creates a different environment than not yeah. having those hard conversations. Yeah. They're like family. We're all like family. We pick up on anything that's going on. We know when something is off, right? With each other. That's a plus that we give that support. We jump right in. Just being close to each other like that, we could talk about anything and give provide that support. We're blessed to have each other, that's for sure. Yeah, well, and you, you talk about it like a family, and I imagine instead of being like, well, that's not, not my job duty or that's not what I signed up for, it's like sometimes you give it to, like sometimes you do more on a certain day where you have more, and then someone will pay you back and provide that support to you. So it really is kind of that wraparound support, it sounds like. What kind of conversations do you all have on the front end to avoid added stress for staff and programming? So like, how do you clarify individual team members like preferences or roles? Because we all have things we like or it helps us if we avoid certain things too, to be honest. What do you, what kind of conversations do you have? Well, I see where I ask, what are you good at? What do you feel like doing? During training week, I do these check-ins. What grade level do you prefer? What's your, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And my team, we come together, the assistant directors, and we review everything and discuss it. Then we talk to everyone individually. We want to hear from our staff. I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable and force them to do something because everyone has their strengths in a certain area. And I want to see that shine and be highlighted. Those check-ins are very important before you even start a program. 
Yeah. So it's not rocket science. It's just asking some simple questions and just being willing to hear it, right? To, and there's certain things we all have to do in a summer camp. So there's roles that we all have to do, but when we can avoid things that burn us out quicker or we ha- we can tap into our strengths, how that's energizing in and of itself. And then if we need certain support, we know who to go to. So what's a non-confrontational way to discuss what each staff member needs from leadership and peers? Like, how do you determine if everyone understands like the program policy in the same way? Because even sometimes disagreements come up because we all hear the same thing, but we don't necessarily hear, interpret the same thing, right? So how do you guys have those hard conversations? Well, um, weekly check-ins, weekly meetings, daily if we need to, which we already do. We're constantly checking in on each other. I'll post things on the board, visuals. Some people are better with visuals, right? Just to get that information out, making sure everyone understands. And I'm always open for questions. And if I need to rephrase something that will help you better understand where I'm coming from, or we can do that too. My team feels very comfortable with asking those questions. And I feel free for any of my assistants to jump in. Sometimes they correct me and I'm fine with that. We all learning together. Uh, we're able to bounce a lot of ideas off each other. Again, we're, we, it's a safe place. So we're able to ask a lot of questions. If we don't understand something, I know something uh, like some policies might be new to me and I didn't understand it or I may have missed that meeting. So I always can feel free to come in and check in with my team, ask questions that I need to ask, and then they'll break it down for me in a way that I can understand it or give me like outside examples. So it's a lot of talking that happens here. It's a lot of communication and uh, it works for all of us. Yeah. It sounds like overall, it's just creating that atmosphere where like, it's okay to make mistakes and we all make them. It doesn't matter like where you are on the tier of the ladder or anything. It's just like, we're all here to bounce ideas off of each other. And it's okay if we misunderstand something, but let's just clarify it and revisit it. And we're all learning. I imagine just like the safety that that creates when people show up every day and how that trickles down to the kids then in programming. So how do you know when another team member is like tapped out or needing support? And then how do you provide that respite? Again, it's a safe place. So here we're able to voice it. We do a lot of check-ins, a lot of talking with each other. Some of us, like, we check with each other outside of work and we check with each other. So kind of can tell by facial expressions and body language that something might be off. So then we cover for each other. We check it. It's a lot of that. That happens a lot. Yeah, I think that's a really good example because you talk about even just like those nonverbal communication signs. And that's something like a team out there listening that's just coming together for a summer and creating their team. They can each go through like, how do you tell if I'm mad or upset or tired? And like giving those so that you can kind of already have a jump start into it. It seems simple, but those are really concrete things anyone can do and talk about on the front end so that if you need support, someone can say like, hey, I'm, I'm subbing in for you. Or you can just ask for that support too. And you recognize it yourself. I also will add that during our training weeks and sometimes like during a program, we do a lot of activity building skills with these like team building skills with each other where we play games, get to know you games, things like that, where we're able to understand what makes someone upset, what triggers them. And so we do a lot of those things too, way before we have students that come in. Yeah, I imagine it's helpful if you have those hard conversations on the front end. So then when something is stressful, it's that much easier to be like, hey, this is what I need and asking for that support. 
And also, early on, I always let my staff know there's always an open-door policy. No matter what it is, how tough it is, you can always come talk to me. I ensure them it will stay between us. So just sometimes talking it out goes a long way. So I try to provide that support. Yeah, that's the first step, right? Because being able to just go and give it space is step one. And then sometimes there might not even have to be follow-up, but it's just kind of getting that out. And then if you do need a problem solve from there. So even when teams are on the same page and they really support one another, things come up where there's either different opinions or on like how to handle something, or there's different assumptions made. And someone is in a scenario where they get disappointed, even on the best of teams, right? So can you share a specific example of a time where your team was dealing with a really tough situation and how you just navigated through all of that? I would say sometimes you may be short-staffed. So you may have to pull someone out of their role for the day, and they're not always happy about it. But I tell them that we need to try to remain as flexible as possible. We're here for our students. That's who we're serving. And we want to make sure that they're safe. And you're not going to please everyone. It's going to happen. And, you know, I give them their praises for doing it. I appreciate it. I know that my staff works long hours. They're here from 7 in the morning to 5.36 in the evening. And I know it could become tiresome. But I'm thankful that I have the staff that will step into those other roles when needed. That's just the world we live in right now. Think life happens. So I just try to encourage, just remain flexible. It'll be different tomorrow, right? It's not going to be forever, but this is what we signed up for, basically. Yeah, and I think what you're hitting on is a couple key things. One of them is just that transparency. Like, it wouldn't help anyone if you came in and tried to sugarcoat things and circle around what you need them to do. But you're saying, like, this is what needs to be done and this is why and kind of giving that background reason. So that's a way. I think sometimes even just having that why really helps people get through, even if it's something they don't want to do. And then you also mentioned something really important, like your mission. And each program has a different mission. Sometimes the focus is really on, like, physical health health. And sometimes it's really on like outdoor lessons and recreation. Sometimes it's that educational piece, but you're talking like we're here for the kids and we're here for safety. And like that really puts like an underscore under what you need done. So yeah, there's room for disagreement, but we still have to get the baseline done. You will get through it. You're going to disagree, but it's how you deal with it. After the task is done, then we can come back together and discuss it. So you'll have a better understanding of where we're coming from. We can talk it out. So just having those open doors to talk about those disagreements and so no one feel as though answers, questions weren't answered. So you will always communicate. I'm up for structured criticism, right? We'll work through it together and get there eventually. Yeah, and that's a good point because sometimes you don't have a choice. Like a decision has to be made and you have to do something that doesn't make everybody happy. But then also being willing to like talk about what we could do different next time too also opens up doors and helps motivate teams to work together. I'm curious if the rest of your team has any input on this question, thinking about, you know, sometimes like stressors do come up, how you work through them. Sometimes people don't agree or there's misunderstandings. How do you work through that as a team? I would say because we work with each other for long periods of the day already, we are a group that expect 
changes to happen like randomly out of nowhere and then we adapt to it we do a lot of hey this is what happened this is what's going on and that means this might happen because of that and we so we we stay pretty prepared again because we do a lot of communication and we're here during the day so before after school we kind of know what might change or what might happen we're just waiting on our director to tell us and then we just we're ready for it yeah. And I think that's an important realistic part, right? When you're working in out of school time program, whether in the summer camp, those of us listening will be in camp and then an after school setting, like it just, it's part of the job. And so just knowing that and having those honest conversations, things just do come up. We're going to have to work through them. And just having that mindset is, is really powerful. I think we have one more question, ladies. So if you were all to create like a magic potion or you had a magic wand for summer camps to ensure that there was high morale and individual stresses were down, what ingredients would be in your potion? I'm going to go with communication, active team members, fun, be ready to support, try new things. That's about it. And there's an ingredient of fun, too, because a lot of what we've talked about today is serious and it's addressing issues, but being willing to like play with everything, too. And what would you what would the rest of you ladies say? I would have patience and compassion. I would say understanding, willing to go the extra mile and fun. You can't forget the fun. Just let it all go and be a little kid again. Kids enjoy that. You know, when you make it fun, everything works, right? And not be so serious all the time. Yeah, being in the moment. Being in the moment. You see my Disney back here. Yeah, yeah for those kid. listening, for those listening, you can't see, but <laughs> is a picture of Disney ears and fireworks. It just happens to be a coincidence. But as she's talking, my smile is getting wider and wider because I think it's a good demonstration of what she's saying, that we're here to kind of inspire that in the kids, too. And it can really be magical, as cheesy as that sounds. It can be when you're in the moment and just doing that work with the kids. Our final team member. My ingredients, I would say, you have to be able to be yourself. I love that. You have to have a a great sense of fun and humor because you have to find the little things that make you laugh and bring joy. So that. And then also a, uh, a team that allows you to be goofy in yourself. Otherwise, it's you got to have a safe place. And on that note, thank you. For ending with that, I think so much of what we talked about is that safety piece. So whether feeling safe enough to have fun and open up and be yourself or have a hard conversation, that's really what we're all shooting for. If we can do that with ourselves and each other, then we can do that for kids and model that for them too and have that authentic experience. So thank you again to the Mendota team for diving into this topic with us. And thank you for listening in. We hope you leave today with a few more tools in your toolbox. Be sure to visit our website and sign up for our emails where we share information about all of our upcoming professional development opportunities.